Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Trade on America, coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, brought to you by Maker's Mark Bourbon. I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is, what is today? Today is May 18th, 2022. It's a lovely Wednesday. Hopefully it's a great day where you guys are at. Um, but we're going to start with a little bit of breaking news. This just in to the DTOM news desk. That's right. Oh, yeah. I'm having a little sound, uh, sound effects issue, but we'll see if we can work through it. This is from The Hill. This breaking just now as I was getting ready to record. The DHS to pause work of the disinformation board. So that's right. The, uh... Ministry of Defense is on hold right now because uh, they're going to pause work of the controversial board to coordinate efforts to battle disinformation, saying that while its work was grossly and uh, intentionally mischaracterized, the false attacks have become a significant distraction. Its leader, disinformation expert Nina Jankowicz, will also resign from the department. So she is out. The agency is on hold. Um... So, uh, boo-hoo. So this place, obviously, we, uh, we talked about this before, is designed as a way to coordinate efforts across the department with a disparate mission uh, to uh, the Disinformation Governance Board, uh, prompt attacks from Republicans and civil rights groups alike, while free speech and civil rights groups largely argued that the DHS was not transparent enough in outlining the board's mission and adequately evaluated it. The GOP was quick to borrow a phrase from George Orwell's dystopian novel 1984 by labeling it the Ministry of Truth. Many also directly targeted Jankowicz, whatever, uh, who was brought in to oversee the board, which was designed to ensure DHS protected civil liberties and free speech rights, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I call bullshit. What it was was a way to monitor people like us, my, me, you guys, Twitter, Facebook, whatever other social media platforms that are out there, to monitor what we're saying, what we're doing, what we're talking about. They're probably going to go through podcasts and so on and so forth. Obviously, good. Good riddance. See you later. So now... On with the show. I don't have a whole hell of a lot to talk about because, um, what are we going to talk about? Inflation. We're going to get to that. We're screwed. We're going to get to that. I want to talk about two things that are going to happen this upcoming week that nobody's really talking about. One is the World Health Organization, and the second one is our favorite subject here on the DTOM show the World Economic Forum. Okay. Okay. And don't don't leave yet. Hold on, guys. Hold on. <laughs> so both of these organizations, coincidentally, are having a meeting starting this Sunday. 
now they're not meeting with one another, but they are having simultaneous meetings in Switzerland. One's in Davos, the other's in somewhere else. I can't remember what was that, but it's in Switzerland. Uh, but nonetheless, um, very coincidental that both of them are there at the same time. Exact, both 22nd through the 26th. I mean, whatever. I'm sure the reason that is, and I'll get into why these two entities are having meetings at the same time in the same country. Um, and I'm sure the reason that is is because a lot of the people that are going to be involved in both meetings are going to be, you know what I'm saying? So it makes it easy for the attendees to attend both meetings without having to go to a whole other location. But nonetheless, we'll get into the World Health, World Health Organization is to vote on um, 194 countries' uh, sovereignty. Okay, so I'll uh, read this. The Biden administration is setting the stage to hand ultimate control of America's health care system to the U.S. national sovereignty over to the WHO. On the twenty on May twenty second through the twenty eighth, I'm sorry, I said twenty sixth, but anyway, the seventy fifth World Health Assembly will convene at the United Nations headquarters in Geneva. So there you go, Geneva, uh, with delegates from one hundred ninety four nations to vote on the Biden administration's proposed amendments to the international health regulations that will hand over national sovereignty and authority to the WHO which during the COVID pandemic carried the water bucket for the Chinese Communist Party regarding the Wuhan lab. On January 18, 22, officials from the Biden administration quietly sent the WHO extensive amendments without an official statement or single press uh, conference. These proposed amendments are written to strengthen the organization's ability to unilaterally intervene into the affairs of nations merely suspected of having a health emergency of possible concerns to other nations if these amendments are approved the who will have the power to declare an international health emergency nullifying the powers of nation states the u.s amendments delete a critical existing restrictions in the regulations who shall consult with the attempt to obtain uh, verification from the state party in whose territories the event is allegedly occurring. These, this enables the Director General to declare health emergencies at will and can be used to justify ostracism and, or, and economic or financial actions against the targeted nation by other nations aligned with the WHO or who wish to harm and control the accused nations. The extent of the proposed amendments were not made public until April 12th, the existing WHO regulations provide for an 18-month grace period during which a nation may withdraw its yes vote for amendments. However, the current proposed amendments would reduce that opportunity to six months. If the amendments are passed, a majority of the nations could change their individual votes and reverse the approval in the next months. COVID-19 makes make it the last pandemic, a report published by the United Nations in May of 21 claims that the pandemic would have never, well, I'm sorry, would have been prevented if the WHO had been given more global authority, the report states. In its current form, the WHO does not possess such powers to move on with the treaty. WHO 
therefore needs to be empowered financially and politically. The treaty should possess an adaptable incentive regime, including sanctions such as public reprimands, economic sanctions, and or denial of benefits. On January 20th, Joe Biden... I'm, I'm sorry. On January 20th, 21, so that was the day he was inaugurated... Joe Biden sent a letter to Antonio Guterres, the U.N. Secretary General and a member of the Portuguese Socialist Party, retracting Donald Trump's withdrawal from the WHO. Biden also appointed Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the NIHAGJBPQ, or whatever it is, to represent the United States on the WHO's executive committee. In March of 2020, the WHO pushed democratic nations to implement lockdowns, mandates, vaccine passports, digital health surveillance, etc. In fact, the WHO has developed guidance for and uh, even technical (laughs) specifications for member states to adopt um, interpermeable standards for COVID vaccine passports labeled Interim guidance, the WHO's latest release pushes new digital vaccine passports to be used on a global scale. The WHO, the WHO openly states these personalized digital documents could be extended to capture the vaccination status to protect against other diseases and blah, 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 blah. So basically, what this boils down to is a bunch of crap. I said it. That's right. I said it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The um, the thing is this. Who <laughs> gives the who the right to vote on anything? I mean, obviously Trump was right in the sense of getting out of the World Health Organization. So you mean to tell me we, we're going to have a foreign entity dictate what we do in this country from a health standpoint? So what does that mean? So if if something else comes along, if it's a bad flu season, are they going to come in here and say, okay, everyone's locked down? You know, how are they going to enforce that? What does that mean? They're going to put sanctions against us? What does that mean? Um, uh, Last time I checked, this is America. We have a constitution. And fuck you guys. Period. How does that sound? Because... If our country couldn't even mandate the things that you guys wanted to mandate, how in the fuck do you think you're going to be able to do it? Where's your authoritarian power? What what makes you uh, the right? But that leads me to believe that, so, you know, the WEF has signed an agreement with the UN to become partner, so to speak. And I talked about this a week or so ago. And the reason I believe that happened was because the UN has an army. The, you know, NATO, the United Nations, they have a military presence. Is it is this all coinciding together as the WHO as it's part of the United Nations? Is it is it a situation where we're going to tell you you're going to do this and if you don't like it, well we're going to bring our troops in, we're going to force uh, vaccines. We're going to force you to get your digital ID. We're going to force you to do that. So, <clears throat> with everything else going on in this world today, with us here in America, and I, I know it's happening in other countries also, but with us here in America, 
looking at the price of everything going up, wondering how we're going to stretch our paychecks out to, to buy food, to buy gas, to be able to get to work, to, you know, whatever. Um, there's that. Then are we going to war? Are we not going to war? I mean, we're just pissing money away, giving it to, to uh, Zelensky over there. But, you know, now you got Finland and Sweden possibly joining NATO, which is, you know, they signed an agreement back in 1990. <laughs> it was what I think it was called the Minsk Agreement with Russia. And that, you know, once the once the uh, the Berlin Wall, once all that went away and they took those those countries left Russia, you know, they were supposed to be sovereign nations, not part of NATO. And the whole deal was to kind of give the like a demilitar demilitarized zone, essentially between Europe, NATO nations, and Russia to kind of have that duty-free border, so to speak. What's going on? There's too much different shit going on. And everything has to do with, with the other, I'm sorry to say. It's just a little bit of this, it's a little bit of that, sprinkle on top of some bullshit at home, is... You know, we talk about civil war. Like, I mean, look at all the just the little distractions we have going on in this country between inflation, the you know, cost of everything. Then you have all the shootings all of a sudden popping up. And it's not even just regular old shootings. Now it's got to be race shootings. It's got to be a white guy going to a grocery store and killing 10 black folks. And you got, you know, things happening in L.A. You got... <clears throat> And it's, it's interesting how they publicize one thing over another. You know, you don't even, you barely heard about Waukesha when the guy ran over the people at the Christmas parade. I think you heard the, the subway shooting in New York. They talked about it for like a day or two, right? So when, when a black guy goes after white people, whether it be a SUV or a handgun on a subway, it's not much to talk about. But as soon as a white guy goes ape shit and, shoots up a grocery store with black folks, it's, you know, it's, we can't stop talking about it. But, of course, it checks all the boxes. So the guy in Waukesha, a crazy, whatever, running people with the SUV, okay, who cares? We don't, we, that doesn't check any boxes for us. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, guy has a ooh, high round uh, capacity magazine on a Glock. Okay, that checks a box. Oh, he is black. Okay, never mind. Oh, this one, so this was a white guy, shot up a black grocery store. Oh, and he had an AR. Oh, so that means he's a right wing supreme, you know, white supremacist. Blah blah blah. When you go through any of his stuff, it claims in his manifesto and whatever that he hates Fox News. He hates uh, right wing whatever. He's a self-proclaimed Nazi. He wears the the in, interesting. Interestingly enough, he wears the insignia of the Azov's Battalion in. Um, over there in uh, the Ukraine there, you know, the 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 uh, Nazi battalion that's uh, over there, if you didn't know that. Um, <clears throat> but nonetheless, distractions. And in the meantime, nobody's talking about this other stuff. What does this mean if they, I would assume if Biden sent over these these amendments, that he is wanting them to vote, um, you know, <laughs> against us, so to speak. 
And um, <laughs> that's your, you know, that's your president doing that. And, you know, basically the, you know, it's the strengthening of the WHO preparedness for response to health emergencies. Now, I don't know if the intention was, okay, well, we're doing this because of what happened in China. You know, I doubt. I, I doubt. I think, I honestly believe that they were so powerless with everything that happened in this country with um, with COVID as far as trying to force whatever on the the American people that they felt for I don't know what their thought process do they think that well we get this outside entity to to do it okay cool <laughs> and then you go to this you know like I said coincidentally they're you know in the same time frame you have the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos starting on the same date so um basically I'm going to let this guy say it. This is uh, what to expect. World Economic Forum annual meeting, where the brightest minds, most powerful political figures, and global industry leaders all make the climb to Davos, Switzerland, a town nestled in the Swiss Alps, best known for its long ski trails and beautiful scenery. At an altitude of 5,118 feet, Davos is one of the highest towns in Europe, and for one week, it will also be one of the busiest. More than 2,000 attendees are expected to make the trip and take part in the forum's stacked agenda that includes discussions on climate change, economics, geopolitical frictions, and much more. The cost of this fight uh, is not cheap, but caving to aggression is going to be more costly if we allow it to happen. It's the first in-person summit since before the COVID-19 pandemic, and it is an unusual one set against the backdrop of war in Europe and economic uncertainty worldwide. The World Economic Forum says Davos will be the starting point for a new era of global responsibility and cooperation. There is a lot of uh, uh, lack of trust uh, globally. We are faced uh, with a very polarized world. We also need countries to collaborate. The World Economic Forum's annual meeting is normally held in the dead of winter, but this year, spring will be in full bloom, perhaps a hopeful nod to humanity's future. All right. So, <clears throat> you know, what to expect is this. So you heard the guy says, you know, world in chaos, world, you know, we're not getting along. Ultimately, you know, that's what they want. They want... <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say this like it sounds like it's a bad thing, but they want world peace. They want... They want the world to be one. They want a united nations, right? They want the whole world to be as one. One currency, one, <clears throat> one, um, just, but like I said before, this, this world, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You have <clears throat> thousands and thousands of years of animosity between certain religions, certain races. It just doesn't happen like that. And one could one could make the argument, and maybe this is a show for another day, but one could make the argument that um, that's why what's going on in the Ukraine with Russia is going on. That's why certain world leaders have been killed in the in the guides of 
oh, they were terrorists or they were housing terrorists. Now, unfortunately, in this world we live in, and especially in this country, we don't know what to believe anymore. We really don't. You know, we were told we went to Iraq because of weapons of mass destruction. Never found any weapons of mass destruction. Killed, killed uh, Hussein. Went to uh, Libya because we thought Gaddafi was up to no good. Killed Gaddafi. Now, I can also find stories on those same things that the reason those things happened was those were a couple of leaders. There was another one in there. I can't think of the third guy off the top of my head, but there was, there was three of them. And with um, Putin being the fourth, that wanted off of the petro system. They wanted a gold standard. They wanted to back their money with gold. They don't want to deal with the Rothschilds and the, the World Bank. Right now, Russia is one of the only countries that doesn't deal with the World Bank. Like we deal with the World Bank. You don't think about it because you don't see the World Bank. You know, you, you see Bank of America and, you know, Wells Fargo and whatever. <clears throat> you don't think of the World Bank. But the Federal Reserve is basically run by the World Bank. The Federal Reserve is a private entity. It's not what it sounds like it is. When we hear Federal Reserve, we think it's a federal operation. It's not, it's a private bank. And it's not owned by us. It's not owned by the government. They are the controllers of the world's money. And when you want to go against them, you die. Um, you can make the argument that that's what happened to Gaddafi. And that's what happened to Hussein. That's what's going on with Putin. I don't know that it's true. Like I said, I can find stories... I'm not going to find those stories on mainstream media. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whoever. They're not going to say, oh yeah, we have a suspicion that the reason you know, America went into Iraq and did what they did or went into Libya and did what they did was because of this. Um, no. I mean, oh, we, we went into and did whatever in Libya because of what happened to... Uh, to uh, <clears throat> You know, on September 11th with the, uh, crap, I can't think what their name, the, the <laughs> shit, I can't, well, you know, fuck, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, I really wasn't expecting to talk about this, but, um, we had the, the, uh, the, uh, Ambassador Stevens, I think was his last name, was killed, and you had his people were killed, um, and they blamed it on a YouTube video, whatever, I mean, you have a lot of different things, and you don't want to believe that our country, our government, would sacrifice its own people to prove a point and kill somebody else because they're stepping out of bounds. But I also wouldn't put it past them with the stuff that we've gone over lately. I wouldn't put it past them either. So, who's to say? Um, but, anywho, I'm, you know, I got a surprise for you guys today. It's going to be a short show. How about that? Sugar water. I got I got one last thing, and um, well, it's back. The one I'm sorry. Before I go to this next thing, I want to talk about one more thing with the web. Oddly enough, one of the guest speakers there is going to be Zelensky. He's not going to be there. He's going to be video conferencing and whatever, zooming and whatever. But it's interesting. So, in the Ukraine, they're in the middle of a, a, a tremendous battle. Millions of people dying. Um. Uh, obviously, I'm being facetious, but right—that's what we're sold on—is that it's a, it's a it's a war. 
But yeah, now you've had Pelosi, Schiff, and whoever else went over there. Then you had a bunch of Republicans just went over there. You had Bono. You had Lady Gaga. You got all these celebrities going over. I think Jill Biden went over. Why? Why? Why are all these? I don't want to say world leaders, but why are all these quote unquote important people? Going to a war, it's not even war-torn. It's like the war's over and they're going to see the damage. This is an active, hot war zone, right? I don't remember seeing any of these types of people, or these people for that matter, walking through Baghdad, walking through Kuwait City. I don't recall that happening. When that, when those were, when that was a hot war, bombs were being dropped, missiles were being fired. I don't recall... You know, scud missiles going off in the middle of the night and seeing old uh, Nancy Pelosi walking through the streets of Baghdad. I don't recall seeing that. <laughs> but yet, this one's safe. Russia's so deadly and wanting to kill everybody in Ukraine, but it's safe enough for us to send some of our top politicians, the, you know, world entertainers, the first lady. That's okay. You know, Boris Johnson, all these world leaders... It's fine. They can go to Ukraine and walk through the streets of Kiev and whatever. And I saw a thing on Twitter was like, well, the war's on the other side of the country. Okay, Ukraine isn't that damn big of a country. Russia has rockets and planes that can reach that whole country. So you think that Nancy Pelosi or whoever being in whatever part of the country makes them safer because it might be more focused on this side of the country? You don't think they can't turn on CNN or Fox or whoever and say, oh, shit, Nancy Pelosi's in, in Kiev or she's in wherever. Let's go fucking bomb that fucking city. You don't think that would pop off in their head? Oh, Jill Biden, the first lady's over there? Maybe we need to send a kidnap squad over there and get her. I mean, so it's safe enough for those people to go over there. No bubbles, no troubles. But yet this is a war-torn hot zone of, of Russian aggression i mean let's let's think about this guys everything that's going on is a distraction to what's going to happen this weekend in in switzerland between davos and geneva guys keep your eyes open keep your eyes open if you're on twitter it's my suggestion to you constantly search the wef davos the who geneva however you search it Go on DuckDuckGo and search it. They'll update you. They'll tell you what they're doing. You just got to see it. The news isn't going to tell you, but they will. All right, so now to some more disturbing news. As I'm recording this, it's quarter till three Wednesday afternoon. Right now, the Dow is down 1,100 points. So if I'm not mistaken, it was down 1,000 points last week at the week uh, end of the week. Here it is, the middle of the week. I think it finished down four or 500 points yesterday. It's down 1,100 points right now. I think we got about an hour and 15, hour and 13 minutes left. Don't see it rebounding. Guys, that's uh, it's not good. Now, um, this, this article, this is obviously a little while ago. Um, so right now it's saying Dow falls 1,000 points. Stock market sell-off continues as major retailers warn of rising cost pressures. The stock market sell-off resumes on Wednesday amid um, 
reinvigorated fears about surging inflation weighing on economic growth as several major retailers have now reported that quarterly profits uh, took a hit during rising cost pressures. The sell-off on Wall Street intensified. The Dow Jones Industrial fell 3.3%, over 1,000 points, while the S&P 500 lost 3.7%, and the tech-heavy NASDAQ composite 4.4%. Markets tanked after disappointing quarterly earnings from major retailers. Shares of Target uh, plummeted over 25% after the company warned of rising costs, supply chains issue impacting profits with the stock on pace for its worst single-day drop in roughly 25 years. The news followed a gloomy outlook from Walmart, with the nation's largest retailer badly missing earnings expectation due to rising costs, causing shares to fall 11% on Tuesday and their largest one-day drop since 1987. Both results are weighing heavily on markets Wednesday, with the S&P 500 retail ETF falling more than 5% amid fears that American consumers are feeling the impact of surging inflation. Other major retailers, many of which have uh, have upcoming quarterly earnings in the next week, saw their stock plunge. Best Buy, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Macy's, Kohl's all fell by 8% or more. The market decline comes... After stocks mounted a small comeback Tuesday with the Dow jumped 400 points after Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell said the central bank won't hesitate to keep raising rates until they see inflation moderate to a healthy, healthy, healthier level, levels. The tax infl- of inflation is being felt most by the retailers as two of the lar- uh, nation's largest retailers have gotten absolutely destroyed in the last two days, according to a note from Bespoke Investment Group. If you thought yesterday's 11% pounding of Walmart was bad, meet Target. Yeah, 20, 25% last they saw. It's $55 just, uh, when I, before I started recording. The experience of both companies further reinforced the point of what we're ho- operating in one of the most complicated macro environments that any company or investor has to deal with. Says Bespoke, if Walmart and Target are having these types of issues keeping up with the rapidly changing environment, who isn't? It's understandable that investors would feel quite gloomy given the steep post-earnings decline in Walmart now target shares, says Vital Knowledge founder Adam Crisofoli. He argues that it's not accurate to simply say the consumer has to be uh, weakening and both these companies are blowing up. As a uh, reality with uh, consumer spending is far more nuanced and not nearly as negative, consumers remain relatively healthy and most retail management teams still see solid levels of spending overall chris folly points out okay so what does that mean okay let me let me let me let you in on a little secret when it comes to retailers whoever it is walmart target kohl's whatever they said best buy dollar tree dollar general whatever this is what happens when retail companies start losing profit when their profit numbers go down, when their, uh, <clears throat> you know, when the company isn't making a profit, well, they're always going to make a profit. I mean, let me back that up first. But when their, you know, outlook, their earn, uh, earnings expectations are are low. So let's say, um, 
they expected to run a 15% profit margin for the first quarter. And they only ran a 10%. They lose their shit. Now, granted, they still profited 10%. So if they did, uh, let's just for easy math, if they did $100 billion in sales, right, for that quarter, and they um, profited 10%, well, they still made $10 million in, or, you know, $10 billion, I should say, in um, profit. Okay. That's profit. That's straight to the bottom line. That's not paying the bills. That's after the bills are paid. I'm just using easy numbers. It could have been more, could have been less. I don't know. But my point is, is they still made a profit. They just didn't hit their expectations. But here's the key. If a company expects to make whatever that percentage of profit is and they miss that number, who suffers? Well, they don't necessarily want to raise the price of stuff any more than they have to because that's going to drive customers away. Because you'll always have someone that's going to have a cheaper price. People always wonder why Walmart can have such cheap prices. Well, it's because it's by volume. Most anything you buy at Walmart is relatively cheaper on a day-in and day-out basis than it is at most any other stores, Target, your local grocery store, whatever. I'm not saying everything they sell in the store is going to be cheaper every day because Target might have something on sale. But I'm saying if you look at their everyday prices on whatever, it's more than likely it's going to be a little bit cheaper than anyone else. Why is that? Well, number one, they're the largest retailer in the country. More stores, more volume. So where Target, I'm just using Target for an example. Let's say they sell, you know, a pen for five bucks, right? And they paid $4 for that pen, okay? So they made a dollar profit. They made 20% profit on that pen. Walmart might take the hit and sell that pen for 450 right? But in doing so, they're going to sell two pens. You understand? That's how the volume piece works. Both they can cut the, the price under most other, or pretty much any other retailer, because they know they'll sell two, three, four of those items instead of one or two. You see what I'm saying? But my point being is, they're not going to raise their prices any more than they have to. Now, if <clears throat> if their vendors, if their outside vendors start raising the price, um, I'm sure also Walmart's probably seeing a hit with fuel cost, obviously, because they got to get the product to the stores via the Walmart trucks or whatever transportation transportation system they use. So things will go up, but they don't want to. They don't want to dig into their profit number one but they don't want to raise prices more than their competitor number two so who suffers the profit the shareholders aren't going to suffer guarantee you i saw yesterday were with with the uh with this releasing of the earnings expectations yesterday the the walton family lost 16 and a half billion dollars you know with all the shares of stock they hold and this stock lost like 15 bucks or whatever it was yesterday um, that's how much money the Walton family lost because of however many shares of stock and they lost, you know what I'm saying? Um, that won't happen <laughs> again, I guarantee you. And to say they lost 17 billion as a family, it's probably a drop in the bucket. I don't know exactly what they're worth, you know, from a family standpoint. We know Elon Musk is the, is the wealthy, or, well, allegedly the wealthiest man in the world. I, I beg to differ. I'm sure there's another name in there, but nonetheless, 
Walton family is the richest family, so that means their wealth as a family surpasses what Elon Musk is as an individual. So $17 billion, well, yeah, that's a lot of fucking money, but anyway, my point being is who's going to suffer? The shareholders are going to suffer depending on how much stock you have. You're going to suffer a little bit, but ultimately who's going to suffer are the employees. Now, why do I say that? If you've gone into a Walmart lately, especially a newer Walmart or Walmart that's been remodeled, you'll notice that a lot of, most if not a lot of their registers are self-check. Why is that? Well, obviously you can have 20 self-checkouts and maybe one or two people manning them versus 20 registers with 20 people manning them, right? Not that you ever went to Walmart and saw 20 registers open, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Point being is they're going to start cutting hours. I, I used to work for Walmart years ago before the job I have now. Many moons ago, I was a manager for Walmart, so I can speak on this a little bit. They're going to start when profit goes when the profit goes down, and the big boys upstairs get upset, and your sales are lagging. I I used to have a a big boss that used to tell me sales cure everything. If you're not hitting those numbers, you're going to have problems. You're not going to be able to do markdowns. You, you're people. You're going to cut hours. So if you're an associate that works for Walmart and you're, make, you're working 40 hours a week, guess what? You might have just gotten cut to 35. If you're a part-time associate working 28 hours a week, you might just got cut to 20 or 15. That's just how it works. My question is this. I'll be curious to see what the employment numbers look like. Now, <laughs> I, I was thinking about this earlier today. You think this is a situation where <laughs> with all this inflation and all this uh, bullshit going on, you'll see employers cutting hours, but they all, they still need people. So when I say that 10.9 million people lost their job in 20 because of COVID, and Biden, with his great economic might, has gotten <laughs> 8.3 million people, jobs created, whatever. 8.3 million people back to work. We're still 2.6 short. Um, now, if you have a job, but they cut your hours because, you know, you work for a retailer that's cutting hours because they, they still want to be profitable. You go get a job somewhere else, a second job. So you're, you're working, you know, 30 hours at Walmart and 20 hours at McDonald's or whatever the case may be to supplement your income. Hey, look, there's a job creator right there, Joe. <laughs> it's not funny, but um, I remember when Obama was president and we went through a similar situation with, with uh, Obamacare and you had companies cutting everyone's hours down because they didn't want to have to pay them health insurance. So the unemployment numbers went down because people were working two jobs. And it was like, look, I'm employment, hey, employment numbers are down. I'm doing a great job. Look at that. No, people were having to work two jobs to, to be able to afford the fucking insurance that you forced upon everybody. And uh, companies weren't giving the people hours because I think, I don't remember, I think they had to work more, if they worked more than 30 hours or 32 hours or whatever, the company had to provide insurance, so they cut everyone's hours. <laughs> companies aren't going aren't gonna to voluntarily take that hit. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen like that. Not major billion-dollar corporations. They didn't become billion-dollar corporations by giving shit away. And it was interesting. 
I don't have the clip, but uh, the other day you have we have a new press secretary, right? Jen Salky is going, so it's uh, Jean Pierre McGillicuddy, whatever her name is. Um, I'm sure I'm racist for not knowing her name, but whatever. She, uh, Peter Ducey asked her, <coughs> I guess Biden come out and said the way to help inflation is to tax these companies. Okay, and he asked, how is that going to solve the problem? And then she goes through this spiel of whatever. And it's like, you're, you're not answering the question, you know, how is that? Well, here how, here's how it doesn't. What you do is you raise the taxes on a place like Walmart, who just said, just came out yesterday saying that their uh, earnings expectations were down. If you jack their taxes up, guess what they're going to do? Eh, they're going to start laying people off. They're going to start cutting hours. They're going to they're do whatever they have to do to make their money, or they're going to raise their prices. They're not going to eat the cost. It's just amazing how stupid the people that run this country are. I'm not saying I'm the smartest man on the earth, but Jesus Christ. I mean, tax the rich. Okay, fine. Uh, I think the top 5% pay, pays more than half, more than 75% of all the taxes in this country. And that's not corporations, that's people. The top 5% of, of people, the top 5% earners in this country. They're being taxed plenty. Tax the corporations. Well, that's stupid. Because you've already got companies leaving, manufacturers already leaving. Trump was bringing them back, now they're leaving again. It's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like Biden was put in place to purposely wreck this country I mean doesn't it seem like it I mean I'm not even saying that he can't be that stupid because he's obviously there's obviously something wrong with him but uh, the things that are going on him giving the who permission to do whatever and you know the stock market's going to shit quickly very quickly I did a show oddly enough I was looking it up before I start recording it was August 29th, I think was the date. And uh, let me see if I have that date correct. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm correct, but I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Uh, August 29th. Look at that. I wasn't wrong. And I, I labeled it the New Great Depression. If you guys get a chance, it's only like a 30-something minute show. If you guys get an opportunity, if you haven't listened to it or you forgot it, August, it was, you know, 10 months ago, what, nine months ago. Go back and listen to it, okay? I talked about this exact same thing happening because of the things that this government's doing to try and pull us out of the pandemic that they created. But needless to say, if I were you, I would look at if you have stock in your company, wherever you work, I'd be paying attention to it. If it starts to phase down, I don't know if I'd be holding on to it. Um, unfortunately, a lot of us have money in the stock market via our 401ks. And, you know, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about it. If you're of age and you can pull that 401k out and move, at least move it to an IRA where it's, where it's safe, maybe you do that. I, I, don't, I really don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. I mean, I'm trying to think of things myself. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's not looking very good. 
I hate to see you have ten, twenty thousand, or whatever dollars worth of stock in whatever company you work for, and it just go to shit because this dumbass in the White House or across the street from the White House, wherever he's at, can't can't run a country, and we're going to hell real quick. Last year was last two years were bad. I'll take twenty twenty over this bullshit. I'm just saying. At least we were making money. Anyway. On that note, guys, I'm going to go ahead and put a lid on the day. It is May 18th, 2022. I am your host, Don Q. Guys, a couple of things real quick before I close her out. Ratings, guys, please. Give me some give me some reviews. Give me some ratings. If you 40-some-odd percent of the people that are listening to this are on Apple devices right now. You're listening to this on your phone, iPad, whatever you're listening to it. Just scroll down to where it says ratings and reviews. Give me a five star. I don't. You don't have to write anything down. If you're on Spotify, same thing. Um, what that does, guys, is help people see this show. Uh, we're actually having a pretty good month with downloads, so I want to keep that going. So please, if you guys could, share this with your friends. Give us a good review. And then follow us on Facebook. And Instagram at Don't Tread on America, Twitter at DTom underscore seventeen seventy five, or my personal Twitter is PCGC at underscore seventeen seventy five. And the reason that is because, like I told you on the show I did the other day, probably going to do Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, maybe a Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. If I miss a show, I'm going to start tweeting that stuff out um, or posting on the Facebook. Because, um, like I said, as as much as I'm trying to stay consistent with the show on those days. I do have a personal life and I try to do stuff with my kids and my wife and my grandkids as much as I can. We both work a lot. So if those days happen to fall on a day that I would normally record the show, then I'm not going to record the show. <laughs> Sorry. But um, what I want to try and do is ar- start archiving some series like I was doing earlier when I did the great, the fall of the great empires. I want to start doing some series like that again. And I start archiving them instead of posting them. That way, when I can't do a show, I have a show. So anyway, on that note, guys, please share this with your friends. Follow us on social media. And uh, I'll talk to you on Friday. Other than that, you guys have a great day. And uh, pay attention to the stock market. It's not looking good. I'll talk to you all later.